On the virtual Bible study tonight, we want to talk about getting older. You know, Jake, if there's something that's going to happen to us all, if something else doesn't happen to us first, then that is we're going to get old. Uh, And so uh, what does the Bible say about that? People might be uh, maybe a little surprised. No, the Bible quite thoroughly deals with the concept. And and, uh, when we stop to analyze that, of course, we realize God uh, knows all about us, knows all of our needs, and he has addressed this universal problem of growing old. We want to talk about it tonight. A lot of emphasis on youth in our society today and in churches today, a lot of emphasis on youth. But the Bible tells us a lot about being elderly as well. And what are the uh, important instructions from God's Word? That's what we'll look at on the virtual Bible study tonight. We'll talk about it tonight. Don't go anywhere. We'll start right after this. It's time for this week's edition of the Virtual Bible Study. The Virtual Bible Study is a live, Internet-only call-in program dedicated to the honest study and discussion of God's Word. Do you have a question about something in the Bible? Or are you simply interested in the Scriptures? If so, we hope you'll stay tuned tonight as we look into the pages of God's Word. The Virtual Bible Study is brought to you by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. You can participate in the discussion tonight by calling 931 381 Four five six seven, or by emailing your questions or comments from collegeview.com. We hope you'll take out your Bibles and study along with us as we begin an exciting study of God's Word on this edition of the Virtual Bible Study. And we welcome you to the Virtual Bible Study for Thursday, April 20th, 2017. Thank you for joining us on the program tonight. My name is Jacob Gwynn. My father, Greg Gwynn, joins me. Hello, Dad. Jacob, great to be with you tonight on the Virtual Bible Study. Kyle's back behind the boards tonight. Kyle, welcome to the program. Uh, it's good to be here. Looking Thank forward you to your me. comments and looking forward to hearing from you at 877-381-4567. You can email questions at collegeview.com, or if you're watching us on our Facebook feed, on our YouTube feed, or at our webpage, thevirtualbiblestudy.com, you can send in your comments in the chat rooms uh, wherever you may be watching us on the program tonight. We're glad that you're here. We want to hear from you, and maybe just send us an email to tell us you're out there listening, and maybe where you're from, or maybe or maybe send us a question about something you like discussed on the program. We'd just like to hear from you. Questions at collegeview. You can also use that email address to send us your snail mail address that we will use then to send you a free bumper sticker that you can help us get the word out. Program uh, Questions at collegeview.com is the way you contact us at any time. And maybe you've heard something on a, on a previous program or maybe on this program as you listen to it in the recorded version at our website or on uh, Apple Podcast or iTunes. And uh, you disagree with make a comment about something you heard. We'd welcome your comments at any time, regardless of how long ago it may have been that that broadcast was live. Questions at collegeview.com is the way you get in touch with a virtual Bible study. We're talking about getting older tonight. Uh, as I said earlier, Jacob, this is sort of a, a universal uh, concept. It applies to us all. Uh, we are, obviously, daily growing older, and uh, unless something uh, that we wouldn't necessarily predict happens to us, you know, some accident that takes our life or some chronic illness that takes our life early. We're going to get old and we're going to have to deal with the realities of age. And uh, the, the Bible speaks to that. You made a point in our, our brief intro a moment ago that I think is interesting. There is a an extreme, I think, emphasis in our culture on youth. Mm-hmm. And, and that is also being played out in the church. I did some research just today, and I found a, a fellow from the Southern Baptist Convention uh, who was reporting to their national convention and he, telling them that the emphasis on youth in their churches is failing, that 
uh, between 70 and 80 percent of the young people who are involved in the youth ministries of the Southern Baptist Convention leave their churches within two years of graduating high school. So they're putting a lot of emphasis on it, but it's not paying off, is what you're saying. And uh, perhaps that emphasis is being placed in the wrong areas, yeah, in the I wrong th- focus. I think that's the case. And, and so, uh, you know, again, we don't talk a lot about those who are older. We, we spend an awful lot of time talking about those who are younger. Um, and we've even dealt with that problem in, in on the Virtual Bible Study in the past. Uh, but I, I do think that we need to cover all aspects of what the Bible says about do age. Do we need to talk about young people and challenges they face? Absolutely. But let's not neglect others who may need uh, a special attention as yeah. well. Yeah. For instance, in, in Titus chapter 2, beginning verse 1, Paul gives instructions to the aged men right. and the aged women, the younger men and the younger women. And so I, I, we'll probably look at that passage a little more thoroughly sure. uh, as the program goes on. But what we're saying there is that Clearly, the Bible addresses people in in all stages of life, and and I believe it is absolutely true that every age state in life carries with it its own particular and unique challenges. Certainly, uh, it's true for the young people, and and we try to address that and we talk to them, but it's obviously also true for older folks, and we need to be we need to be looking to the Bible truths. That pertain to those who are growing older. All right, and that's what we want to focus on tonight. And uh, maybe you're in the audience and you say, well, I'm not old. Well, Lord willing, you will be. So why not uh, stay with us tonight as we look at important uh, topics and considerations for those who are growing older and uh, maybe even some considerations for us all to be mindful of. You know, we we probably have all experienced people who reacted to aging in in different ways. Right. Uh, and I have to include myself in the older category. But through the years, as you've watched people age, you see some of them who uh, um, make sort of vain attempts to restore their youth or to regain their youth is, I think, the expression that's right. typically used. Um, and that and that may even start, you know, the, the, the classic midlife crisis. Maybe somebody's got the classic midlife crisis going on. Or maybe they're older and still trying to do something that could regain their youth. Maybe you see it in the way they dress or the way they act. Um, it is a vain attempt because youth once spent is not to be regained, and we have to deal with the reality of growing older. But you've known of other people, Jacob, probably who uh, got gloomy and pessimistic and and even uh, developed bitterness right. in, in their old age. Other people get real selfish, self-centered. They're very demanding about uh, others serving them right. and, and providing for them. Some people get critical of everything and everybody. They, they're they just not happy and they're critical of everything and everybody around them. All of those different kind of reactions. But on the, uh, on the positive side, I think we've known people who reacted in, in a good way and they, and they were, uh, uh, what's the expression we use? Young at heart. Yeah. They stayed engaged. Uh, they tried to stay as active as they physically were capable of doing. And I think that's the, those people set the pattern or the example that we that we want to really concentrate on. A couple thoughts that you have there about uh, growing older and and reaching back for our youth. That seems to be uh, certainly uh, you know there are things that we want to make sure that we try and remain active and so forth. But just being older in general is nothing to be ashamed of. In uh, Proverbs chapter sixteen verse thirty one, the silver haired head is a crown of glory. 
if it is found in the way of righteousness. There's some, there's 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 an honor to being older and aged, and there are a lot of benefits to being older uh, that we need to be embracing as we get to that stage of our life. Exactly right. And I, I, but I, but again, I think culturally, we've been led to believe that old age is a downer. And once, oh, it's, once over. it's over, and if you're not young, you got nothing going, and so you know you might as well just curl up and die, so to speak. And and nothing could be further from the truth. And as you said, the Bible instructs us that there's 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 great honor. We want to talk. Maybe one of our last points we'll yeah. make in our study tonight is the importance of honoring those who are older. I don't think we do enough of that. We don't think we emphasize that enough. And, but but again, but, the Bible speaks to it. And uh, long story short, if you're older, embrace it. Yeah, uh, and 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 be happy where you are, and and, uh, and use that that agedness to uh, God's glory, and take advantage of the of the opportunities that it presents itself. One other thing you talked about, you talk, and we can talk more about this. But you talked about getting bitter. Well, Kyle, we might put it another way, being sort of crotchety. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I guess there's always those. Hey, uh, and uh, Kyle is very—he's very, uh, very experienced here and uh, qualified to talk on this yeah. subject. he's around old people every day. Works in a nursing home, so Kyle, I mean, you might—you can share some of that with us tonight. But uh, you probably see some of those folks who get a little bitter in their in their old age. Yeah, well, I guess I do have a, a, yeah, I guess several years of experience in that way. I guess but there's a stereotype, of course. There's a because if you're old, that means you're old and crotchety. I mean, you don't, don't want to. Don't want to mess with him. Don't want to bother him until he has his coffee in the morning because he's going to be, you know, going to snap your head off. But they, I do have a lot of uh, some of my patients. There are the elderly. That's just uh, it's part of it. You have to you approach them and tell you just just talk about your approach and you of course treat them with reverence. So not all of them are like that stereotypical guy who yells out the front door to the kids, "Get out of my yard." Is yeah. that we're not not all old people are like that. All right, uh, Kevin in the chat room, Jacob says, "I'm happy to be approaching that state or that date of my death, which means I'll soon be able to cross over into life." I yeah. think that's a good thing, that's, to, a good way to look at too. Absolutely, Kevin. Thank you. Uh, and you know, talk about this being bitter. Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter seven tells us something. I think we need to keep in mind. Verse ten, Ecclesiastes seven, verse ten: "Say not thou." What is the cause that the former days were better than these? For thou dost not inquire wisely concerning this. There's a danger in just always looking to the past. And I think older folks tend to do that. It's, yeah. uh, oh, back in the good old days. The Solomon here says, don't do that. Yeah. Don't be always looking in the back, back at, in the rearview mirror uh, and uh, saying it was so much better back then. Uh, you know, because the fact of the matter is it probably wasn't. Right. We tend to remember, I, I think, for our mental health, we are geared, geared up to remember the good and, and sort of let the, the bad things fade in memory. Right. And that's why when you look back, you think of the good old days because you don't, you're not remembering the trials and tribulations of those times. You're remembering the pleasant things because that's the way we, that's the way our minds typically work. And that's why the good old days always seem like better than now. Chances are they probably weren't. And we're just, but as Solomon says, it doesn't even do any good. It only so, serves to make you miserable here and now. Yeah. Uh, Kevin says on our Facebook page, how young is the age that we should be striving to be? Where were things better than now? Yeah. 
except maybe that time in our life when we were without sin. <laughs> yeah, and that didn't last too long either, right, yeah. Kev, uh, Kevin? Yeah, yeah, but Kevin, you want to be a teenager again? Uh, I sure hope not. I, I don't want to go through that no, again, do you? No, no, no. All right. That's right. Okay. Okay. 877-381-4567 is the number to use if you'd like to talk to us on the program tonight. We're looking forward to hearing from you. So earlier today to our update list, and we always remind you, if you're not on our update list, you can get on it by sending us an email to questions at collegeview.com. But to our update list, we send, uh, and what we do is on Thursday, we send out this update. We also put this update on our Facebook page and try to get it going out even a little earlier in the morning on Thursdays. But you can get an idea of what our topic is going to be and even start sending us some feedback. If you want to be on our email list, send us an email, questions at collegeview.com. Here's the questions we sent out today. Can we be certain that God is aware of the issues that confront us as we grow older? Number two, what are some of the spiritual dangers associated with growing old? Number three, what biblical instructions are applicable in order to stay faithful and productive in old age? And number four, comment on the importance of honoring those who are elderly. Okay, good time tonight, and we hope you'll stay tuned and consider them with us and share your thoughts. Can we be certain that God is aware of the issues that confront us as we grow older? Good question and something for us to consider. I think the answer to that is obvious. Uh, if we understand the nature of the God that we serve. But in the time of our old age and, and times of difficulty in general, we can easily forget that uh, those well-established facts. Um, yeah, just from the most basic point of view, I think I would say God is the one who made us. He knows us perfectly. He knows all about us. He knows us better than we know ourselves. And so since he made us and and part of, of, of the way we're made is this aging process that takes place in us now. I don't think it was always that way. When Adam and Eve had access to the tree of life, they apparently were not aging. But when sin came into the world and, and mankind lost access to that tree of life, then aging is a, a resistance. God knows that. He made us. He put us in this uh, uh, situation. Uh, and and just like in, in all things, he knows what's best for us in whatever circumstance we're in. Yeah, right. And so just just basic understanding of, of the nature of God tells us that, but there are scriptures that tell us uh, about that as well. Yeah. Let's grab a break, and when we come back, let's talk about some of the scriptures that describe the aging process that let us know God is aware of what's going on. All right, Kevin's asked for a roll call on the chat room. If you'd like to send in where you're located tonight, let everyone know that you're out there and where you're listening from, uh, our listeners would appreciate it. We would as well. Don't go anywhere. The Virtual Bible Study will continue right after this. Don't touch that mouse. The Virtual Bible Study will be back right after this. Tonight on Channel 8 WSIN, it's TV like you've never seen it before. Starting at 8, it's TV's funniest new comedy, Fornication in the City, and Marie has been misbehaving again. Guess what? I just cheated on my husband. He doesn't even know about it. (laughs) And then at 8.30, it's the show that's setting the standard. You won't want to miss this week's I Love This World, where great announcement. Well, I think it's time you knew the truth. I'm gay. (laughs) And at 9 o'clock. It's the show that Television Magazine has called the number one drama for murder and violence. You won't want to miss this week's In Cold Blood to see who will be the next to be gunned down. It all starts tonight at 8 o'clock on Channel 8 WSIN. 
I'm Greg Gwynn reminding you that sin is a terrible thing and that those who are entertained by watching others sin fall under the condemnation of God that is mentioned in Romans 128. Be careful what you watch on television because in spite of what the devil wants you to think, sin is always sin and it's never funny. Here's some quotes worth pondering. The world is moved by men who refuse to be moved by the world. If you're not shedding light, you're casting a shadow. John Newton said, quote, The religion of some people is constrained, like the cold bath when used not for pleasure but for the necessity of health, into which one goes with reluctance and is glad when able to get out. But religion to the true believer is like water to a fish. It is his element. He lives in it and could not live without it. When you help someone up a hill, you find yourself closer to the top. Man, wish I'd said that. A streaming Bible study. Why didn't I think of that? Now back to the guys. We're back on the program tonight, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Mike is in Wheelersburg, Ohio tonight. Hey, Mike. Wheelersburg. You've been to Wheelersburg. Uh, I know Mike. All right. Well, Mike, thanks for being here tonight. If you want to get in on the roll call tonight, let us know where you're listening. As we talk about getting older on the program tonight, the Bible tells us that God knows the challenges we face in these difficult times. Yeah, one of the passages that I think is really neat is in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, where Solomon was inspired to describe the aging process there. Uh, most of our listeners who are familiar with that part of the, of the text know that chapter 11 ends with encouragements to young people, and chapter 12 begins, of course, it's, a, it's I think it's probably a bad place to make a chapter break there, but chapter 12 begins with, Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh. That's chapter 12, verse 1 of Ecclesiastes. But then the passage proceeds on to give a description of things that happen as the years draw nigh. And he says, In the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble, most people think that's the hands, and we're all familiar with the sight of an elderly person and their hands trembling. Yep. The strong men shall bow themselves. Most people think that's the legs yep. that support us. They're not now as strong as they used to be. They don't work as well. And the grinders cease because they are few. That's undoubtedly talking about the teeth, and you lose your teeth as you get old. That's been, you know, we live in a blessed time. Old people today are not so vexed with loss of teeth as they used to be. We have much better dental care, but still, you got to take care of your teeth. You're going to lose them. Uh, those that look out the windows be darkened. That's clearly talking about the eyesight. He shall rise up at the voice of the bird. He doesn't sleep well. He's a very light sleeper. He's very, his sleep is easily disturbed. All the daughters of music shall be brought low. He doesn't hear well anymore. Yeah. Um, also, when they shall be afraid of that which is high. I've always been intrigued by that because I find in my own case that's so true. It does. I'm not nearly, did like heights real well, but I'm not nearly as inclined to climb up on, on a, a high ladder or get up on the roof of the house as I used to. I still sometimes have to, but I'm not nearly as inclined no, to do that I, as I, I used to be. I see that coming as well. Fears shall be in the way. You worry about making a trip maybe, you know, I, to go from here to there, point A to point B. As a, as a young person, you wouldn't have thought twice about going. Now you think about all the things that might happen. You know, car could break down. Might get a flat tire. You know, is it going to rain? Oh yeah. man, I hope it don't, I hope we don't have any ice or, or snow. You know, all things that we worry about now that we wouldn't worry to think about when we were young. The almond tree shall flourish. That's clearly talking about the gray hair. The grasshopper shall be a burden. You think of a grasshopper, you can't hardly feel the weight of a grasshopper, but now yeah. that, even that light weight becomes a burden. Desire shall fail. Appetites of all kind, uh, fail as we grow older. 
because man goeth to his long home and the mourners go about the streets. Yeah. I think that's really in a really uh, impressive description of the aging process that Solomon was inspired to include there in the book of Ecclesiastes. And the takeaway here is that it's nothing new and it's nothing new to God, that God knows the path and the, and the course of life. And, uh, and, and he understands what we're going through. Exactly. Right. Okay. Um, and we're going to die. And I, I was looking at a passage here during our break, Jacob, that I think is important. The Lord knows we're going to die. But he, it says in Psalm 116, verse 15, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Uh, so he, he knows that we're approaching death. We're aging. We're approaching death, but he considers us to be precious to him, uh, in, in such time as that. And I think we can really be encouraged to know that God is aware of what we're dealing with. And as we grow, grow old, uh, and as we approach death, God still values us. Uh, Revelation 14, verse 13, I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Right, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. Many of the people that the book of Revelation was addressed to may have died deaths by way of persecution, but the principle would still be true if we die a death of old age, the, that if we die in the Lord, uh, we, were, we are blessed uh, as we, and we rest from our labors and our works follow us. All right. 877-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com. God knows that uh, what we're going through, whatever stage of life we may be in, we may not think that he, we should not think that he is unaware of uh, challenges that we may face in any period of our life, young or old. And Second uh, Corinthians chapter four verses sixteen through eighteen give us a good perspective on that, and give us the perspective we ought to take on, uh, on yeah. how, to, how to view these days that we're in. Second Corinthians four, beginning verse sixteen, Paul said, "Though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day." I think we got to make the point when Paul was mentioning the fact that his outward man was perishing. He his outward man was perishing primarily from persecution, mm-hmm. and he had been he had actually been severely tortured because he was a Christian. And in in the context of that of this statement, I, I think that's what he has in view. Our outward man perishes, but my outward man is perishing too. And I've never been beaten because I was a Christian, but my outward man is perishing. But my inner man can be renewed day by day. My outward man is perishing by age, but my inner man can be renewed day by day. And he goes on, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And that's the outlook that we have to have. All right. If we focus all on our physical health and and well-being, we're going to really be discouraged. But sure. if we stay focused on spiritual things, realizing that for everybody, this existence here on earth is temporary. If we stay focused on that, we'll be discouraged. And if you think if you think about it, we talked about some of the benefits of old age earlier in the program, Kyle. If our inward man is being renewed day by day, then I should be at a better place spiritually when even I'm as I 85 a, years old than that, I was when I was 15 years old. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. Even though my body is maybe in much worse condition, I ought to be uh, in very good condition spiritually if I am renewing my inward man day by day, Kyle. Uh, absolutely. If you're, uh, Of course, that's one of the benefits of growing up uh, in your youth in Christ. And 
and we should be growing day by day. We should be growing. Uh, maybe our body may be failing, but we should be seeking God's word daily and applying it to our lives. Not just that's not just something you need to say. You need to like live God's word daily in your life. And if you do that, I think if you do that for eighty years, I mean, you should be sharp. But the thing is, you should be humble. Though. I mean, it's part of being older, and just you should be wise. I guess that's yeah, just a. Absolutely. In, in the chat room, Kevin says that passage is sometimes hard to grasp since I can't exactly see the spiritual man's renewal, but we can see the physical yeah. man's deterioration. Yeah. I didn't have these wrinkles a few years yeah, ago. I yeah, I can I can tell that physically I'm not what I used to be. I can see that, but it's a little harder to 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 comprehend or to quantify the spiritual man's inner renewal right I, I agree with you kevin thank you kevin for those thoughts uh, sandra's in columbia watching she says she's pretty old herself hey sandra thanks for watching in columbia jeff is in livingston tennessee we know where that is sarah is in columbia tennessee obviously know where that is and kevin's in hot springs arkansas tonight so uh, if you haven't signed in on the roll call we'd like to hear from you where you are guest 61 or 6011 says getting older makes you more paranoid and careful about doing things that you could do 20 years ago. We are smarter and more aware of what we can and can't do. We should know our limits, but we still want to prove we can do those things. Ouch, just fell off the tra- uh, trampoline and broke my ankle. Should have known better. <laughs> well, I guess you <laughs> well, should. I hope wow. that, I hope that recovers quickly. Yeah. yeah, But we do. We, we do. Begin to realize I can't do some of those things I used to do, you know, and, and we just have, that's just reality of life on, in this present world. And, and so we got to keep going. But, but again, our first point, uh, we wanted to stress is to, to stress that God knows what we're dealing with. He's aware of these things. Uh, and, and he's, he is a comfort to us. The, the knowledge that God is aware should be a comfort to us as we grow old. 877-381-4567. Questions at collegeu.com. Certainly nothing that God isn't aware of when we go through these difficult and challenging times. All right. Now, um, I think now that there are some spiritual dangers associated with growing older. We talk so often about the young people about peer pressure for young people, about the evil influences of the media on young people, uh, evil companions. Uh, we're so concerned about the trials and temptations facing young people, and rightly so. And those should be addressed and taught. We need to encourage our young people. But we make a big mistake if we imagine that older people are not facing also unique temptations and and. We want to talk about that with the encouragement to all uh, to be aware and to avoid some of those dangers. We'll get a break, uh, get a this week's bullet point, maybe a few minutes early so we can take that segment all at once. But certainly some dangers that present it themselves as we uh, age, and we need to be aware of those and on guard so that we can resist uh, the temptations of the devil. We'll take a break and get your thoughts. Uh, sign in the chat room and tell us where you are, if nothing else, or better yet, share your comments. Don't go anywhere. The virtual Bible study will continue. You won't want to miss what we talk about next. The discussion continues right after these important messages. This is Greg Gwynn with this week's Bullet Point. Can you remember who it was that taught you the gospel? Maybe it was a friend or neighbor. Perhaps it was a co-worker. For many of us, it was our parents. No matter who it was, there's something we know about them for sure. They loved you. They loved you enough to teach you the saving gospel of Jesus Christ. Think about it for a minute. It would have been easier for your teacher, whoever it was, to simply keep quiet. 
It requires effort to teach others. You have to know the truth yourself. That means you have to spend time to study and learn. Then you have to be willing to speak up, to invest the time to teach, to expose yourself to the possibility of rejection. And not a few have had to withstand the unpleasantness of being ridiculed for what they have taught. Why did they do it? What motivated them into action? The answer is simple. They loved you. They loved your eternal soul, and they were willing to do the work of teaching you because they did not lost forever in hell. Now, what will you do? You have learned about the salvation that is in Christ. You have benefited from this knowledge in obeying the truth. Your sins are forgiven. You have the hope of heaven when you die. You have all the spiritual blessings that are in Christ Jesus. Are you going to stop the chain of loving concern? Are you going to others as was done for you? If you do not teach the gospel to others, you are in effect saying that you don't love them enough. You're showing that you are unwilling to make the effort to go to the trouble, to speak up, to save them. Is it possible that you don't love them like you should? Someone loved you. They loved you enough to teach you. Won't you show that same love to others? That's this week's bullet point. Think about it. My name is Jim Meisner. I worship at the Church of Christ in Deckerville, Michigan. Be sure to listen to the virtual Bible study and watch it. Quit checking your email. The commercials are over and the virtual Bible study is ready to roll. Take it away, guys. And we are back on the program. Reminding you, this program is brought to you by the College of Church of Christ. Find out more about us by visiting our website, The Virtual Bible Study. And uh, we would encourage you to come and worship with us if you're in the Columbia, Tennessee area. You know, the demographic that we're dealing with tonight on the subject matter of growing older, maybe trying to reach a demographic that... uh, doesn't have access to a computer or internet, and uh, maybe you're listening to this and you know someone who'd benefit from hearing this discussion. You can send us an email. We'll be glad to get a CD in the in the mail to those folks. Yeah, we can send we can send out in a, in a different form. But I tell you, even a lot of older folks are getting pretty tech savvy. Yeah. Uh, my mother-in-law will soon be 94. She's she's got a uh, um, notepad and gets on the internet, yeah. and so yeah. you know. Uh, we're bringing them along. They're yeah, moving into the 21st yeah, century. Help getting that this to them. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Questions at collegeu.com. All right. All right. So, what are some of the dangers associated with with the aging process? And uh, we talked about Solomon a little earlier. And Solomon's an interesting character in the Old Testament storyline, but he's got a sad ending in First Kings 11, verse four. It says it came to pass when Solomon was old that his wives turned away his heart after other gods, and his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God, as was the heart of David his father. That's a really sad story, because Solomon had done so well, and been strong and and powerful uh, in service to God in his earlier years, but he allowed foreign wives to carry his heart away. Of course, so I said, wow, I can't relate with Solomon. Solomon had 700 wives and 300 concubines, and, you know, uh, well... Sure, we understand Solomon's situation wasn't identical to our own, to be sure. But the fact of the matter is, he had wisdom from God, great wisdom from God. And even in that, he still made the horrible mistake. But it emphasizes, when Solomon was old, his heart turned from God. And so it's possible, uh, even wise Solomon wasn't able to endure all the things that came his way, and he failed in his old age. And we want to be sure that that doesn't happen to us. Um, Satan's still at work um the the, dang, the the and he's going to keep working on us as long as we're breathing air here on planet earth um we got to be careful there there are some unique challenges of old age so share some of those challenges you see in the chat room tonight if you would um you know i'm sure you we've all seen folks who did lose their faith at the end of their life they they succumb to the the trials that the, the devil is putting them through well you know 
think about some of the things that are true in old age. For instance, um, typically, in old, as we grow older, we have a little more time on our hands. You know, when you're young and your kids are growing up and you're you got a hundred things demanding your attention all at once, you don't have a lot of downtime, a lot of idle time. But when you get older, there's more idle time, um, and maybe. Older folks with too much time on their hands would be tempted to get into idle talk, mm-hmm. gossip, mm-hmm. being busybodies right. and other men's matters, that sort of thing. So we we got to sort of adjust your thinking. I wouldn't, you know, a, uh, an 80-year-old man's not tempted necessarily with exactly the same things that an 18-year-old yep. uh, teenager would be. But tempted nonetheless. And, but if he thinks now my temptations are gone because I'm 80 now, I'm not 18 anymore, he's making a mistake because there are, there are some unique problems of aging uh, that, that come along. Yeah, share your thoughts. What do you think are some uh, challenges that we face as we get older? I'd like to hear your thoughts in the chat room or give us a call at 877-381-4567. You know, one of the uh, challenges that we face uh, as we get older, some may be, be unable to uh, uh, regularly assemble with the saints, and there's some challenges that are presented as a result of that, uh, as uh, as they're not able to be associated with uh, with fellow Christians and uh, and their faith suffering. I hadn't really well. thought about that, but you know, uh, every church has this. Ch- uh, the congregation here at College View has uh, uh, several people that we have identified as shut-ins. Right. Basically, they're pretty much shut-in at home; they can't go anywhere. Right. Well, if if you stop to think about that, how would you like to be in that condition? I I, I look forward to the opportunities to be together. Now suddenly that's taken away. You don't right. you can't go. Your your right. physical health doesn't allow it. Now I think I think some people give that up too early. I think so too, and that, uh, and that might be one of the challenges growing old. Not that yeah, not that it's e- easy. I'm sure it is difficult, but uh, that needs to be something that we fight to maintain. Yeah. Just like we would be trying to maintain other things as we go older that are more difficult to do, but we still want to do them. That needs to be the last one of the last things that we're willing to give up. Uh, it ought to be the last uh, thing, yeah, I think. Yeah. I remember a number of years ago we had an elderly lady in the church. She was the oldest lady in that particular congregation at the time. And she was always faithful to attend the services. And she she said, if I can get up and get dressed and get ready and go to the doctor, and she says, I'm doing that all the time anymore. She said, if I can go to the doctor, I can go to church. Yeah. And I really I appreciated her outlook on that. Uh, uh, Jacob, you remember when you were a teenager, we had a, a brother in the church named Bill yeah. who was confined to a wheelchair. Yeah. And he came all the time. Right. And, and wanted, uh, those kind of things are a great encouragement. And so there's, there's a, tr- a trial harder to get to church services yeah. now. Don't yeah. give in to that yeah. and do what you can to keep going. Yeah, not passing judgment on those who can't attend, but make sure that that's a priority because it's a challenge as we get older that we'll, be, we'll become isolated and not be able to associate with our brethren. And, and uh, so that's something uh, that we need to be aware of. Uh, Kevin says a risk of aging is a lack of pliability of our reasoning, i.e. stuck in our ways. Um, it's possible to get stuck in your ways. Uh, and along that same line, Kevin, I was thinking of, the, the scriptures instruct us to be gentle. Uh, uh, Ephesians four thirty two: Be ye kind one to another, tender hearted. Yeah. Old folks, for some reason, think that they can be blunt and outspoken, yeah. Yeah. And highly opinionated, express themselves. I've, I, I've known of older. I, my grandmother was such a person who said, if, 
If it's on my mind, I might as well just say it. Yeah. And she sh- did. Sharp tongue. And and people got hurt feelings sometimes yeah. from the from her bluntness. Yeah. And I think that's just something that old folks need to be aware of and be on guard against. Yeah. Any folks like that in your job? Oh yeah. So it's yeah. For the most part, I've. I haven't run into any uh, residents who don't have a problem with uh, telling me how they feel, and some of them actually overshare, I guess. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, which I'm not yet. I'm used to that, of course. I want to know what's going on, so it's just I'm used to the oversharing. So but, okay. uh, yeah, um, th- that may be one thing with her physical condition, but uh, certainly uh, folks sometimes lose some um, some restraint and, uh, and uh, control of their tongue and just get saying things they shouldn't be saying when they get older. I think that's exactly right. So... Uh, again, adjust your thinking to your state in life. Realize that you now, if you're older, have s- some different challenges to meet and and be aware, be on guard, stay on your toes because Satan's looking to take an advantage of us and he will if he gets the opportunity to do so. All right. 877-381-4567. Questions at collegeu.com. Romans 15, verse 2. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good. To edification is not a statement that's li- those who are older need to do that as well. And so our speech needs to be uh, in such a way that it is edifying to those that are around us, uh, being aware of the challenges we face as we grow older. Um, we asked a follow-up question, Jacob, and I think this goes right in hand with the spiritual dangers. What biblical instructions are applicable in order to stay faithful and productive in old age. And this really dovetails with what we were saying a moment ago, because the temptation is sort of to, to sit down, to, 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 to not only retire from my physical work, but to retire from my spiritual work. I'm, man, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, uh, old now and let the young people take care of that. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do that anymore, you know. I think it's a mistake. We want to stay. We want to stay productive. I think God expects us to stay active and productive in His kingdom as much so as we're capable of doing. If if at 28 years old I would have said I need to be doing all that I can, would that be would that be appropriate thinking for a 28 year old Christian? Amen. I need to be doing everything I yes. can. Yes. Then why wouldn't that also be appropriate thinking for a 68 year old yeah. or a 78 yeah. year old person? Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and um, let's make a little physical parallel here too. Who makes more in the workplace, Kyle? The the 19, 20 year old that's just starting out, or the 65 year old that's about to retire? Who's making more money? There's certainly a lot of youth there. With those younger ones and maybe some physical benefits, but those that are older who have more experience are more valuable to the company. They're willing to pay more money for those workers. Why is that? Because they've got that experience, that knowledge. And what a shame it is for those who are older to sit down on the job spiritually and not use that experience and those abilities that they have. It's a waste. The church suffers as a result, and the world suffers as a result when those who are older Sort of set back or maybe just start coasting. Yeah. Uh, in Titus chapter 2, the passage you mentioned earlier. For instance, in verse 3, the older women likewise, that they be reverent in their behavior, not slanderers, not given to much wine, not teachers of good things, that they admonish the young women to love their husbands, to love their children. There's an important job that older women have there. Right. Older women are given a responsibility there 
to teach, first of all, to be an example in, beha- in their own behavior, but then to be teaching the younger women. Yeah. That, that's, and that, that, uh, that particular assignment cannot be accomplished by the young people. It cannot. And, but our older women assuming that responsibility. Sometimes the, the older women don't want to have a part in that teaching anymore. And it's so valuable. Yeah. Older women and older men, that what they can contribute is so valuable, it is a, it is a crime to not be taking advantage of those opportunities. Yep. Think of some of the great heroes of the faith. Mo- Moses was 80 yeah. when God called him to deliver the children of Israel out of Egyptian bondage. We we have studied before, I think a lot of sermons through the years have been preached about the excuses that Moses tried to offer, why he didn't think he was the right guy for the job. But I, I thought it was kind of interesting when thinking about this, one of the excuses that Moses did not extend was... I'm too old. He didn't say that. Because and he obviously wasn't. And so he right. served. His brother Aaron helped. Aaron was three years older. And so he was eighty three when he and when Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh. Yeah. And and of course served after that. Five when the children of Israel took the promised land and he demanded that he be given the right to take the mountain where the giants lived. Didn't give up. Wasn't uh, coasting in his old age. That's right. Anna in the New Testament was 84 years old. She was serving and waiting faithfully at the temple for the promised Messiah. And the scriptures are just uh, replete with examples of elderly folks serving the Lord. Psalm 90, I like this one. Psalm 92, verse 12. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be uh, the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. Yeah. So the pictures of a tree, uh, and you know, uh, with a tree, yeah, yeah, well, that tree, it's it's old and it's it's got where it doesn't bear much fruit anymore. No, the promise of uh, of the Lord is that we will still bear much fruit uh, in our old age if we keep striving to do that. Eight seven seven three eight one four five six seven. Questions at collegeu dot com or in the chat room tonight. The chat room's gone silent. We want to hear from you. In Hebrews chapter four, uh, we hear about uh, we read about uh, God as He uh, created the world and then entered into His rest. Uh, Six of Hebrews four. Since therefore it remains that some must enter it, and those who did, uh, to whom it was first preached did not enter because of uh, disobedience. Um, uh, verse uh, verse eleven. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest. Lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. Um, and we are to be working uh, to enter into that rest. And as long as we're on this earth, we're not there yet. We're to be working uh, and active for the Lord. There is no time. If you're still uh, able to see the sun, there is no time uh, to let up on the job. Yeah. Um let me suggest you a couple verses from the Psalms. Psalm 71, verse 17. The psalmist says, O God, thou hast taught me from my youth, and hitherto have I declared thy wondrous works. Now also when I am old and gray-headed, O God, forsake me not until I have shown this generation and thy power to everyone that is to come. Notice the psalmist was old, but still wanted to have the power to, to show this coming generation the things of God. Yeah. Uh, again, in Psalm 78, beginning verse 1, Incline your ears to the words of my mouth, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he had done. 
that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. In other words, the psalmist is suggesting they're a generational responsibility. And older folks need to sense that generational responsibility to pass this on to the next generation and the next uh, and the next. And God promises a strength to accomplish that. Isaiah 40, verse 31. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and faint not. That's a promise uh, to all who will serve the Lord, that he will that He will be a resource and a strength to us. All right. Uh, Kyle, as you work with folks in your job that are getting older, I think uh, maybe one of the challenges you face with those folks is uh, the fact that they sort of feel like... Uh, their purpose for living is over, that there's nothing left for them to do. And that's a, that's a difficult uh, fact to face, but it certainly isn't the picture that God paints for those who are elderly who want to serve him. Oh, yeah, that's one of the, actually one of the things we, uh, I guess, monitor, I guess, is that uh, feeling of dejection, there's a feeling of uselessness that they have away from their homes and they're put in this situation. So, But, yes, I mean, as we go... If you're strong in the Lord, that's just something we have to hold to. I mean, it's just, you may be put whatever whatever situation may be and just holding fast to God's teaching and God's word and just having that as your anchor throughout your life. That's something that you can just hold to no matter what your situation may be. That's just something you can hold fast to. Absolutely. Kevin in the chat room says, I'm always a servant my whole life long. Do we believe that a servant gets a retirement or rest? The only rest promise is after this brief life is over. Yeah, as I was mentioning in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9, there remains therefore a rest for the people of God, for he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. You don't get to that rest until this life is over. As, as Kevin says, we're always to be a servant. Guest 6011 chimes in and says, As you age, your voice will possibly get weaker, cannot lead songs anymore. The eyesight gets darker or unclear, cannot read aloud anymore. Hearing is slowly going away. That has to affect a person's mindset. How do you overcome these age-related problems? Well, I would go to that passage that we referred to earlier. Um, What was that? Um, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 16. Though the outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. While we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. You know, uh, I, I, I think this is obviously true. You know, I'll, uh, you, you reach a point where you can't lead singing anymore. You reach a point where you can't read out loud anymore. Okay. Well, that's not all of being a servant of God. No. That, that's not what it's all about. What, but, but with all the strength that I have and with all the capabilities that I still possess, I serve the Lord in the inner man day by day. You could do things to encourage those who are younger at that age that would not be possible at a younger age. Those who are younger couldn't go up to someone and say the same thing you could uh, and have the same effect. Uh, there certainly are benefits uh, to our service as we as we age. It's doing things differently, obviously we're going to change, and what we can do, we're going to be doing different things uh, but yet still serving the Lord. I want to go back real quickly, and we've got to get a break, and then we'll go to the top of the hour. But uh, Kevin's comment, I am always a servant. Uh, do we believe that a servant gets a retirement or rest? I think that's exactly right, but I would I would substitute the word that uh, that is the the biblical equivalent of servant there and say slave. Yeah. Uh, so pi- here's the picture. Picture a person who was a slave in that time frame. 
did he say, well, I'm 65 years old now. I get to retire. No, he's a slave. And he's going to be a slave his whole life long. Yeah. And, and his master, would, under that master-slave relationship, the master would have expected his slave. He would have, Any rightful master would understand that this guy's old now. He's not able to produce as much work as he used to. But he would still be working. He yeah. would still be doing what he could. Yeah. And that, I think, is a better picture of Christianity. All right. Kevin says we tend to think about old equals a long time. However, the Bible tells us this life is but a vapor, not long or old at all. This is a figment of our human condition uh, living in uh, this time-constrained environment. Certainly, we're not old in the true sense of the word any time in this short uh, life, life that we yeah. live. Yeah. All right. We're going to break. We'll go to the top of the hour. We need to come back and talk about some more of these challenges, how we and face talk them, about what the we can importance do to of serve honoring God, and older. then honoring those who are old and uh, maybe even honoring ourselves as we get old, honoring the condition that we live in. 877-381-4567. We continue right after this. Enjoying the virtual Bible study? Email a friend during this break and tell them to join in on the discussion. There's more exciting Bible study after this commercial. This is Stephen Nicholson, a member of the College View Church of Christ, and I want to invite you to be a regular participant on the virtual Bible study. Your input by way of emails and phone calls are always welcome during the live program. We're also open to your suggestions about possible topics for discussion on upcoming editions of the program. We'd love to hear from you anytime. We're tracking the trends on the virtual Bible study. Having dinner together in the evening is increasingly difficult for today's family. Only about 28% of adults with children under the age of 18 report that their families eat dinner together at home seven nights a week, down from 37% in 1997. Almost half, 47% of parents say their families eat together between four and six times a week. Another 24% say they eat together three or fewer times per week. That information is via gallup.com. The Word of God says in Proverbs 1, beginning verse 8, My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother, for they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head, and chains about thy neck. Share your comment with the world. Call in now and be a part of the virtual Bible study. Now, back to the program. We're on the program tonight talking about uh, getting older, what the Bible tells us about that, and as we've noted, there are numerous passages and instructions for us to consider as we age. Jacob, uh, in this last segment, I, I'd like to spend some time talking with, and I'd be, be anxious to hear from those in our chat room or on our Facebook page, um, the idea of honoring uh, those who are older. I don't think we do that very well anymore. And and uh, I believe that there's evidence of it in our culture for sure, but I think even among God's people and among young people in the church, I don't see people, young people, honoring old folks like they used to. Um, when I was younger, uh, I can remember, and I can remember when you uh, were younger, Jacob, that it, it seemed like young folks relished the opportunity to sit around and hear older folks talk and tell their experiences and relate their wisdom. Um I don't see that at almost. I don't see that at all anymore. Young people typically ignore older folks. They're yeah. so interested in being in their own circle yeah. and with their own friends and with those of their own age group. And I think we're losing something extremely valuable. But not only that, we're 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 failing to instruct our young people in a principle that God has set forth. Leviticus nineteen verse thirty two: You shall rise up before the gray headed and honor the aged. You shall revere your God. I am the Lord. Um, 
that, that's been a godly principle throughout time to honor the aged. And I, I think we have allowed uh, ourselves and our young people to be completely oblivious to that concept. You have maybe some comments in the chat room on that as what could have caused that and what uh, you see about that. But a, a young man came up to me last night and addressed me and wanted to talk, and it just sort of caught me off guard. It was it was foreign. It was unusual. Uh, and that's unfortunate. Yeah. I, I think I think that we're missing out on something that's very valuable and important in that uh, development of younger folks. Yes, I so, think that's right. Uh, there, there, there has always been the uh, so, sort of the wisdom of the ages that that the older folks would pass along insights to living that were valuable and helpful. But now we we've decided that what we need to do for our young people is to get to get them together with a bunch of other young people. Right. And all of our emphasis is on that. Well, I don't I don't object to young people being around other good young people. I think there is there is value in that. But that's being done to the exclusion of having the young people be in association with the older people. That passage you reference in Titus chapter 2 again about the older women and the younger women, the instruction was get all the younger women together so they can talk about their husbands and their kids. No, it was get the older women with the younger women so they can teach them about things that they had learned. Yeah. Uh, and I think that is uh, an important concept and and uh, a very very valuable service that those that are older can provide, but the younger need to honor that and uh, seek that out. In Titus, excuse me, First Timothy five, First Timothy five, beginning verse one, Paul told Timothy to uh, uh, treat the older men like a father yeah. and the older women like a mother, yeah. and that's really valuable. And and to the extent that we don't encourage our young people to develop those kinds of relationships, they are missing out, and the Lord's cause is being hurt. Uh, to that extent. Well, let us know your thoughts in the chat room or on the phone tonight as we wrap the program up, but certainly uh, that is something that we need to remember. Guest 8201 says there's no retirement program in Scripture. Uh, that's true. We can't retire. Uh, so we're to be honoring those who are older and certainly honoring uh, their wisdom, honoring their advice, honoring their instruction that they can provide. Are there other ways that we can honor those who are older? Well, um, again, some of it just involves simple courtesies and kindnesses uh, that, that that are extended. But I think I think it's a question of value, and uh, and we're not instilling in our young people the idea that there's value in having these relationships with those who are older. And if they don't value it, they won't pursue it. And so I think that that comes back to rest upon the parents and the parents have to be giving instruction and 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 facilitating that kind of development maybe showing of some of that honor themselves yeah and leading an example uh, that way showing that they honored the time with yeah. those who are older yeah. and, and the input yeah Kyle? i think it uh as the young people of today i guess i count myself i am i guess a millennial and i do see a lot of it in the uh, it's just it's we're laying a foundation for something that when we're older, we're not going to be the older people who's going to give that wisdom to the younger people of tomorrow. I don't think it's by us not uh, reaching out and seeking the wisdom and knowledge of those who are elderly now and the older people now. I think it's just going to be we're going to be short shorting not only ourselves, but we're going to be short 
shorting the next generation also. There's going to be something lost is what you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Talk about uh, helping those who are older. Certainly that is a, a shot in the arm for someone younger to come up to someone older and, and ask for that and for for them to be able to share what yeah. they what they've been able to gather through the years. I think that's right. All right. Uh, on the Facebook page, Sandra here in Columbia had to have been close to ninety when she spoke against Moses's wife. God did not excuse her sin because of her age. Oh, we talked about she received leprosy. Yeah, we talked about the come with older yeah, age. I thought yeah. that's a good observation. Yeah, thanks, Sandra. Yeah, and then she also mentioned earlier that Gideon was not as faithful in his old age as he was when he was younger. And I think that's that's a good observation. Thanks, Sandra. So the, both of those examples bear out what we're saying. There's some particular temptations and challenges of being older that you got to be aware of. All right. Uh, any other ways that we can honor? Those who are aged, well, I think one way we would be able to do that uh, would be by, uh, we'd honor them by serving them. Yeah. Show honor to them by serving and, and addressing their needs. I think that's exactly right. Okay. All right. Um, I, I, we're just out of time, but let, let me conclude with just the idea that God promises that he will be a blessing, that he will bless us in whatever state of life that we are in. Uh, and we just need to trust that uh, as we grow older. Psalm 37, verse 25, I have been young and now am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging Amen. bread. Amen. And David was able to look back over his life and, you know, he, he could see, hey, God has been faithful throughout my life. And we can extrapolate that. If God's always been faithful to us up to this point, what's there, what's there, why is there any reason to believe that he won't be faithful yeah. to us? To Ephesians 3.20, God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. And, and Philippians 4 verse 19, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. All right. So great time for us to have our faith tested maybe and uh, to remain faithful to god in the difficult time. and again to stress you and i talked some about this recently jacob there there is no opportunity to retire from service from the lord yeah and i really like the point that kevin made earlier and i i, I really will dwell on that i'm a slave the lord is my master slaves don't get to retire slaves keep working they may not be able to do all exactly the same things that they did when they were younger but they they don't get retirement. They keep working. And back to Seven's comments about maybe some service in the public assemblies, maybe leading singing, public readings, teaching Bible classes, preaching. There may be a time where that's not feasible, but that is not the full extent of our service to the Lord. Yeah. I think people mistake that and think, well, I only serve God by teaching or, or preaching. Or we serve God on a, every day. We need to be serving God 24-7. You're serving God by the way that you live your life and the things you do, and we're never done serving God. And I, I know a lot of older folks who couldn't couldn't lead a song if if uh, their life of folks on. that couldn't do that either. But that, that doesn't mean that they're not faithfully and serving not, God and not expected to be serving God. Yeah, and and so we've got to make sure that we're serving God every day of our lives until this life is over. Yeah, Kyle, final thoughts? Anything? No, just it was a good study. I think it's something we need to. Remember, as we as we get older, and then the younger the younger generation needs to understand that we need to revere our elderly and revere our, our older people. We need to seek their knowledge and thirst after that too. I've, Kyle, Kyle, thanks for being here tonight. I really appreciate your help, Dad. Thanks for a good discussion. Thanks, Jacob. All right, and thank you for joining us. I hope you benefited from our study and discussion of God's Word. Hope you make plans to be back here this time next week for another edition of the Virtual Bible Study. In the meantime, we encourage you to put God first in your life, study His inspired Word, the Bible, and live by it every day. You'll never regret it. 
Thanks for listening to the Virtual Bible Study, brought to you by the College View Church of Christ. The College View Church of Christ meets at 1618 Hampshire Pike in Columbia, Tennessee. If you are in the Columbia, Tennessee area, we encourage you to worship with the College View Church of Christ on Sunday mornings at 9.30 and on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. The College View Church of Christ also welcomes you to attend their Wednesday night Bible studies at 7 o'clock. If you have any questions about something that was said on tonight's broadcast or would like more information about the College View Church of Christ, please call 931-381-4567. That number again, 931-381-4567. Or for more information on the internet, visit collegeview.com. Be sure to tune into the virtual Bible study this time next Thursday for another informative study of God's Word.